Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast and get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberpunk Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. All right, cyberpunks. You know, you know how Logan. You know how everybody who does anything cyberpunk always calls everyone chumbas, right? Because yes. that's one of the slang terms, right? I've been purposely not doing that because everyone does it. Like the like the the alternative kid, the '90s alternative kid in me is like, if everyone's doing it, then don't do it because that's not cool anymore. But I mean, it's cool to call everyone chumbas. So what's up, chumbas? How's it going? Welcome to Cyberpunk Podcast. <laughs> um, so anyway, hey. Hey guys, this is the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I am Tom, or Robots, your host here, as usual, with my buddy Logan. Logan, how's it going? Good, good. Lots of cool stuff that happened in Night City this week, so look, looking forward to getting to yes. this. Yes, lots of news in Night City. Uh, Logan's going to be taking the news portion of the episode today, and we're going to start off with that first, and then stay tuned because the second half of the show, we hinted at this a little bit last time because we started kind of talking about some of the other stuff we were researching, and we were looking at some of these um, awesome, all the awesome gear, and we're going to be talking about some of these assault vehicles and the kinds of, I don't know, just different kinds of vehicles that are in the tabletop RPG book and will most likely some of these are going to be showing up in the game I would think because what we're seeing in 2077 seems very very close to the source material uh, maybe a little bit more futurized because 2077 is a good you know almost 50 years after uh, 2020 but a lot of these are going to be influences so um, before we get into any of that let's start off with some news Logan We've got a bunch of stuff to go over. What what happened this oh, week? Oh man, so much. Uh, I ended up going down the rabbit hole as we we started getting stuff. So I wanted to kind of start off because not that long ago we actually got um, a the, the kind of the announcement for the the new gen of Nvidia graphics cards. So yeah. one of the really cool things, yeah. And it, oh man, I'm so I'm RTX so tempted. 30 series, yeah, 3070, oh, so 3080, 3090. The 3090 is like bigger than the Xbox Series X. Did you see the comparisons on that? 
Yeah, it's just it's, it's, gigantic. It's, I don't know how that thing sits in your motherboard and doesn't like collapse your whole in, inner PC. <laughs> it's insane. There's a ton of, of really good videos out there. But one of the cool things that I saw was uh, we got a new cyberpunk trailer, um, which kind of shows off like what the what the 30 series is going to offer. And I have been like trying to understand the the RTX on versus the RTX off. And there's been some really good memes out there about how people have like, you know, something that's really, really low grade. And then you you get the RTX and you're just like, Ugh. I didn't know if I wanted to see that, but there it is. So with the RTX 30 series, uh, this trailer shows off some of the, the, the benefits to ray tracing and looking at the difference between when they had ray tracing and when they don't is really pushing me to either like get the series x or the playstation 5 or just upgrade my entire console system because i don't know if i want to live in a world without these without the ray tracing at this point it looks without so real good. lights <laughs> yeah yeah the the reflections i think is what really kicked it off to me uh looking looking in a mirror or a sheet of glass and seeing everything very clearly i'm like wow did we have we not been playing games where you can have this like I feel like we mm -hmm. haven't like it just has not really shown that off, um, but it just it's goes to simulated. show. Yeah, yeah, it's been simulated, yeah. but it hasn't it, actually it, been like real reflections. Yeah. So I, I just I, I had to kind of I wanted to talk about it because it just seems it seems insane that we're getting to the point now where simulation is really getting close to actual like real life at this point and the hardware ray, ray tracing that they're promoting is awesome. And I'm mm -hmm. happy to see that uh, Cyberpunk is continuously just like promoting how amazing this game is going to be. So I was just really excited when I saw that. I wanted to to go out and order one of these graphics cards and just really waste a lot of money on on a whole new system. <laughs> so that's always a yeah. fun fun dilemma. Yeah, I'm very tempted to pick one up. Um, I just I don't know. I'm a graphics snob when it comes to this stuff and yeah I just when the game comes out i want to just turn everything all the way up and I, i've got a 34 inch uh ultra wide monitor uh, 1440p but it's ultra wide so it's not quite 4k wow. but it's still i'm being that it's wider it's more cinematic and, and you feel like i don't know more in the screen mm -hmm. in a way yeah um so so to be able to turn that up with all the settings and everything sounds so appealing that's going to be so nice. I can't wait. But we, uh, oh man, there's so, okay. So another bit of news that we got the YouTube channel for cyberpunk, cyberpunk 2077, uh, rolled over on 1 million followers and they ended up releasing, uh, a new song as a result. Um, that's called hole in the sun by point Break candy, which is, uh, actually, uh, rainy, uh, Shockney featuring costs and Conway, which makes no sense to me, but, the song itself is is really awesome. So I wanted to to kind of let people know if you know if you haven't if you've been following the music and you've been enjoying it and so far it's been a lot of like punk. Uh, this is kind of the first instance where we're getting our first bit of non-punk uh, audio for for the game. It kind of reinforces like we're gonna get a lot of different types of music as we as we get into this game. So it was it was kind of nice to get a little variance on what we have been seeing for the most part. Yeah, but yeah. You, and a million, a, a million people. I haven't listened to it yet, um, but a mm. million people seems like, I mean, that's pretty huge. For that's, YouTube, yeah, totally. That's a lot. That's a, and, and a, a very short time, you know? Mm. It, it just shows the uh, 
the volume of interest in the uh, the product. Yeah. So on top of that, uh, we got a lot of good tweets from Cyberpunk. Apparently, they now have like the Xbox Series X consoles over there, and they've had a chance to to really kind of play around with it. And it's just they keep they keep posting stuff that's gonna that keeps building up this hype. Um, the one thing that I I was really surprised about that just came recently was uh, we found out some numbers from how much money uh, CD Projekt Red has spent on the development for Cyberpunk 2077. Did you see the the number by chance? Yeah, yeah. It uh um, hundred and where was it? Um, hundred and twenty one million dollars. Hundred twenty one million dollars. Like. I, I I can't even fathom how much money you spent. Like we're we're getting the art book and we're getting the RPG books and we're building a lore podcast off of that. Can you imagine spending $121 million <laughs> on the development of this game? Like, holy cow. Yeah, that's we're talking major Hollywood blockbuster budget at this point. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that you could make, you know, an Avengers movie for $121 million. So yeah. they are clearly <laughs> Uh, anticipating some level of return greater than that and probably multiple times greater than that over the course of the next four or five years. Um, And there's been a lot of, you know, they've they've got the attention. Everyone's paying attention. And I I think it also goes to show why they've been so careful to slowly trickle trickle out reveals, to push back the dates when things didn't feel perfect. Um, They are they're focusing on quality and uh, that's you know <laughs> that's where they're hanging their hat these days is is quality and doing everything right and um and this kind of relates to the Witcher 3 uh news about the Witcher 3 coming to the the new consoles with new lighting effects and all of that stuff um and that was kind of surprising to me too you know with ev- with everybody who's working for this company right now uh, you know, just f- focusing on getting 2077 out and for the ready for the public, they still have a significant portion of the company working on, you know, retooling The Witcher 3 for new consoles and stuff. Uh, they're clearly yeah. focused on on, you know, just that that wow factor, that extra polish and then to keep on improving as things go, even once things are out. It really feels like they're they've done a lot to try and build up the goodwill of the community so that the people will be will be up for it for this game because yeah uh, going in and putting retrace or ray tracing and uh, upgrading the the graphics for uh, Witcher three and then offering that as like a free upgrade to anyone that actually owns the game like regardless of platform like that's insane like how do yeah. they accomplish that like where 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 do they where does the money come from that they're able to spend 121 million dollars on their on their current game and still have the time manpower and funding to be able to update their their what is it five-year-old game now when 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 was witcher 3 i'm blanking yeah, five or six years uh it's been so, out for a little while yeah um and yeah. they just they they gave they gave people like the dlc who bought it like it, it's it's insane mm-hmm. but man yeah May 18th I just, 2015 so five and a half years almost Five and a half years they've they've put out some of the best uh expansions for that game that that anyone has ever played in a in a story you know driven game and now they're just updating it for free so i would not be surprised uh once cyberpunk you know gets long in the tooth that they're just going to continue offering this quality and and updates 
for, for times to come. Like who, who knows what, you know, in five years from now, when cyberpunk is, is looking to be on the next console generation, that what kind of things they can do with, with the new hardware. It's, it's, oh man, I'm so amazing. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, this business model is, is, I don't know. There are so many companies that are so driven by, uh, the the bottom line by what the board members want to make and profit for the next quarter and all of these things. And in order to do that, like there was a news article uh, that just came out about um, was the new MMA uh, game from EA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. UFC. Did you see this? Like UFC. UFC. Yeah. 2020 or 2021 20, for I don't remember the number after the thing, but. Anyway, UFC, cool, cool game, you know, like, okay, yeah, I mean, it's the kind of game that I, I would consider picking up because it looks like it, it's a lot of fun. You can compete with other people online. There's a lot of technical stuff around it. It's also very visceral. I would make a really dumb looking character and take him into the <laughs> ring with people online. You know, like it sounds, it sounds like a lot of fun, but then, you know, a, after all the reviews come out, now they update the game with real world ads running in the game and they've got to do this like nefarious crap that is going to give them a bad name. And in the short term, yeah, it's going to help them make money. They're going to hit their, you know, the what they need for the bottom line. But it, it's just constantly chipping away from their goodwill from people caring about what they're doing. Um, instead of what CD Projekt Red does and really focuses on just quality, quality, quality and churning stuff out. And when you do that, people are still willing to pay 30, 40, 50 dollars for a game four or five years later because it's just so good. That's yeah. where the money comes from. I, I really don't understand the the idea behind that. You know, EA is is notorious for this kind of uh, uh, underhanded dealing for their customers and customers continue to, to buy their products because they love the type of game that it is. And they're the only ones that tend to make that type of game in, in a world where I look at CD project red and what they're doing, they're building a game that they're passionate about and they believe in, and they know is going to, to do well and they're willing to delay it. But because they've done so many goodwill gestures to their community in the past that yeah, it, it was a bummer when it got delayed back in you know February, and it was a bummer when they delayed it again in June when we when we knew it wasn't going to come out in September. But at this point, I'm I'm totally fine with that because whatever comes down the line with that company, I know that I'm going to reap the benefits if I support them, as opposed to any other company that you know, even if it's Nintendo, like if it's Nintendo, I'm going to have to wait for them to uh, open up the vault and drag out three old games that I can't play anymore and stick them together in a cartridge and charge me full price for it. And I'm like, there's there are other game trilogies that got full remasters at a fraction of the cost. And those mm -hmm. games look and play way better. Why? Why isn't Nintendo doing stuff like that? So it's like, CD Projekt yeah. Red, like the whole game industry, I think, could really do with a, a good hard look at what is doing well for CD Projekt Red and try and emulate that instead of continuously trying to just chip away at the reasons why we want to try and support other companies. Like I would I would follow CD Projekt Red anywhere they need me to go because of just how much they've how good they've treated me in, in just the last few years worth of, of me keeping up with uh just cyberpunk alone like right i don't get right. it yeah i think it comes down to corporate mentality and short-term goals versus uh privately owned mentality and long-term goals um 
it's you know we could go into it a lot more but um i think it's probably a good place to, to move on to the next item on on the positive side uh we did find out that there's a new contest from cd project red so not only are they looking to give us a boon on on witcher 3 and they're they're trying to get us hyped up for C- uh, Cyberpunk 2077, but they're doing an illustration contest. Uh, the contest runs from now until October 6th. Uh, you have to go to the website to download the template so that you can create your own illustration. Um, so if you're an artist and you do a lot of drawings uh, online, um, the illustration has to be done with the template and uh, uh, with, with an outline of V's iconic ja- jacket placed in the center. Uh, the rest of the scene, including the style of the main character in the jacket, other characters, settings, etc., is totally up to your imagination and preference. So all you have to do is just have V's jacket in in the middle of it with using the template and you can build a scene around that. And the thing that they're doing with this contest is they are giving a collector's edition version of uh, CD Project or, or excuse me, Cyberpunk 2077 and a CD Project Red uh and and wacom tablet so you're getting an entire wacom tablet with the actual uh with the contest to whoever wins it so it's open to anyone uh you just have to to use the template and you just have to create whatever you want keeping the jacket in there uh by october 6th and i I'm, i'm looking forward to seeing what these are similar to what they did with the uh with the the um what was it the desktop rigs where you had to kind of build around the i think it was the hp omen uh yeah yeah yeah, I believe uh, it wasn't. It's the uh, it was an Alienware, Alienware er, yeah. Omen, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Yep, that's mm-hmm. okay. Dell. So yeah, they they had a contest yeah. similar to this where you d- did a custom rig with the the uh, Alienware Omen, and they they kind of are doing something similar like this again, where now you've got a, an illustration contest out there. So maybe at some point they'll do another one before the launch. It seems like they like to do these to try and uh, drum up a lot of like custom artwork and maybe they could do one based on cosplay. Um, we've seen yeah. a lot of really good cosplay kind of crop up from, uh, from what is it? Uh, I can't remember what their name is. I just had it up. Uh, Ali and Katrin cosplay. So Katrin and Ali have uh, their Twitter and one of the things that we just saw was uh, they came up and built their own version of the Mantis Blades uh, as like a cosplay, like a working Mantis Blade, which actually looks insane. So the blade actually, it's yeah, got, it, looks uh, nice. it has it already kind of erected out from their arm. So you can actually kind of see um where it's uh where the blade is coming out and they've got all the cables and fibers that look like uh muscles and uh as a result that it kind of shoots forward and up and extends the blade but i never thought i'd see anyone actually be able to build a functioning mantis blade as a part of a cosplay um so i don't i don't know who these guys are but man they have they have sold me on on their their skills as far as like doing cyberpunk and in fact i think they did a um uh, looks like they did a thermal katana blade as well too which just actually it looks actually amazing that's nuts, that's nuts. <laughs> <So>. yeah they, <laughs> it makes me hope that we can get past all this covid stuff and get back to you know like pax events where people show up and they're all their awesome outfits and contests on stage where people get to show all of this stuff off i'm sure we'll see it in little you know home videos and things too but it's always fun to have you know big events to focus on these kinds of things 
Yeah, it's a real shame because I think E3 this year, uh, if CD Projekt Red had been there, we probably would have seen some really awesome hands-on gameplay for this. People probably would have had a chance to actually play through Cyberpunk and had a good impression of it. Um, I'm, I'm really curious kind of going into the next couple months uh, when we're going to get our next actual Night City wire. Like we're kind of due for one and I'm thinking we might get one soon. Mm-hmm in lieu of uh of gamescom or um uh oh, i just blanked on what the other one's called what's the one that comes uh packs we usually get packs, packs. around this time yeah they're doing so. a packs uh a kind of sort of packs at home i like a packs digital i just saw an announcement oh. for that too so oh, nice. um that doesn't mean that you know we won't see anything so hopefully true yeah that'd be great that'd be great if they actually did some something to kind of show off that again it'll be digital so we probably probably won't get any hands on with it, but, uh, I I'd love it if they actually had like a new night city wire to kind of fall in line with the, the PAX announcements and stuff. Um, really, really great. So if you, if you want to kind of enjoy more CD project red, more cyberpunk, um, there's a company called pure arts out there. Uh, and on their website, they've got a new listings for some new statues that just came out. And if you've seen some of the uh, the the figures of of uh, V, both in the male and female version, and V's bike, uh, the Yaiba uh, Kusanagi, um, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, there's some new statues out there. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure we'll probably hear otherwise. But they've got some really great figures out there. Now I'm gonna let you know these figures look amazing. They are extremely expensive. But we're talking like the full V's jacket with a mantis blade coming out. The collar lights up. It is high quality, uh, which it shows because they're over two hundred dollars. In fact, one of them, just the figure alone, is two hundred and thirty dollars in America. But. Yeah. Uh, I've got some links for the show notes um, to, to kind of show off like if if, you know, if you're looking to get a V on their bike, uh, either the male or the female version with the, the light up collar and stuff, there's some really new uh, statues, some beautiful statues that just came out by Pure Arts. Um, the, the bike with V alone is six hundred dollars. But man, I would I would love to have that because it just it looks it looks absolutely amazing. Pictures do not do it justice, I'm sure, but it's even harder trying to describe just how good it looks for a podcast. Right, right. Yeah, very cool stuff. Um, I'm going to save my money for my graphics card, but if you're a collector it's, and you got the money to spend, <laughs> why not, right? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, we had a nice little tweet that came out from CD Projekt Red uh, from the Cyberpunk account that that congratulated on Keanu Reeves. Uh, September 2nd was his birthday. He need, ended up turning 56. So just wanted to shout out Happy to birthday. Keanu Reeves. Happy birthday, buddy. Appreciate you in so many ways. You have no idea. You'll never hear this, but I'm OK with it. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he listens to our show. Hey, hey, Keanu. Yeah. Thanks hey, for tuning how's in. it going? Hey, Mr. I just Reeves. checked out uh, the new Bill and Ted's. Uh, it was pretty awesome. I really enjoyed, I laughed a lot. It was great. Uh, lots of lots of funny, funny moments. Um, you, you did the Ted thing really well. You know, 25 years later, however long it's been since you've been dead. Uh, it was really good. It's really, really good. It's really so. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's kind of cool that they're celebrating it and that, that he's had so much success. And uh, it's yeah, be excellent to each other. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Chat. Um, 
I think the last thing that I had that was uh, interesting is if you're a fan of Rockstar Energy Drinks, uh, Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red are doing a, a collaboration with them. Um, you can go out, look for the uh, cans that are out there that have the Cyberpunk uh, aesthetic on them. I know, I think they've also got like a Halo Infinite as well too, but um, you can start getting codes and hanging on to them because uh, as of the recording in 25 days, you'll be able to start unlocking those codes and the interesting thing about the the codes is that with these you can actually unlock digital comics uh so there's um three codes that you would require to get uh three different comics and it's in a series of comics that are titled where's johnny and i really want to check these out because it's not titled (laughs) wait it's not titled here's johnny it's titled where's johnny (laughs) Those are very different things. <laughs> Did I say here's Johnny? Oh my God. No, no, you didn't. It just, oh, okay. that just popped in my head. And I was like, that That'd would be, be a completely different comic. They really should have Johnny's face like in the middle of like some wood. <laughs> in the and door. It's just, yeah, yeah, in the door. <laughs> and he's got his mantis arm through the actual door. That'd be great. That would be awesome. His 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 uh his silver metal arm is like through the door, and he's like, "Oh God, where is Johnny?" Yeah, somebody needs that art. We need that art, please. Somebody make that art. (laughs) Somebody make that, please. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, uh, we have to wait for twenty five more days. Uh, so in a month they'll they'll unlock. Um, the cool thing is is that the the comics aren't the only thing that you can earn with the codes you can actually earn uh xbox gift cards you can earn uh cyberpunk um arctis uh headsets and i think there's a grand prize to actually win a custom car in the theme of of cyberpunk so you know one lucky soul out there is going to get a really awesome car as a result of drinking rockstar so i don't know who you are (laughs) but i I would love to get a ride maybe if if anything (laughs) yeah yeah, just so, don't drink a ton of Rockstar because then you'll have a heart attack before you actually get to drive the car. So and you you know what? With that. Don't be that that person that goes into the store with your phone <laughs> and take a picture of all the codes on the cans and then redeem them right. without buying them. Because you know some of us aren't that smart. All right, some of us actually just buy the cans and drink them and then wonder why we've got really really bad stomach aches later on and we're extremely yeah. hyper. Yeah, Brad, we're talking to you, buddy. Yeah, Brad. I saw Brad. I saw you at the Circle K, Brad. Wasn't wearing a mask either, Brad. Yeah, Brad. (laughs) Jeez, Brad. So are you looking forward to these comics? Are you going to dive into these? Are you going to go out and buy Rockstar Um, and get the codes? I don't know that I'll do the Rockstar thing, but I I do like comic collectibles when they come out for uh, Vigi games. Um, mm-hmm. I used to collect mm-hmm. comics like that was a big thing you know, as a teenager oh. um, and so they do have like a special place in my heart I've got like boxes in my closet full of like bagged comics that are still in like mostly good, <laughs> good condition um, you know what's really okay, the side note what's really interesting is that I started collecting comics in the early 90s uh, I was like middle school high school age and right when the X-Men revamped in the early 90s and, and re-released like a, a X-Men 1 and Uncanny mm. X-Men 1, yeah. right when that happened. Um, a few issues before that, uh, when the New Mutants were wrapping up and that became X-Force, is the comic that Deadpool was first in. That was the first uh, ep- oh, it's not episode, first viewing, or whatever the word is, of Deadpool. I yeah. started collecting comics two comics later 
and went back and bought back episodes of comics to the to the comic right after Deadpool's first uh, a reveal or whatever. So I don't actually have that comic, even though that comic in like perfect condition is worth like a thousand dollars or something. And I was like, it just dawned, it dawned on me a few years back. I was like, Deadpool's like huge. All of a sudden there's movies coming out. People, do I have Deadpool's first maybe? And I dug through all my comics in the boxes and, and sure enough, I have the one after that. I don't actually have that one. Um, and I kept them all in bags and everything. I was so good for, especially for being like a kid, you know? That's killer. Anyway. That's such a yeah, I know. That's such a shame. Super so, bummer. Because yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I'm I'm with you. I I collected uh what was it Ghost Rider for a long time, and then they started doing crossover comics, and I lost track of what was going on. And of course, I'm a kid, so I don't have a car to drive down to the comic store to be like, hey, where's Ghost Rider going, and how do I keep up with this? And the, uh -huh. so I just, I ended up losing track of it and I was really bummed out and I have no clue where those are, but I'm sure they're probably worth a lot of money if they are still in the condition that I left them in, sadly. <laughs> oh, uh, so. um, M Fantasy in chat says, speaking of comics, Cyberpunk 2077 trauma team is coming out soon. Yeah, that was yes. the thing too. Yes. Yeah, from yes. Dark Horse. Let me see if I can oh, find man. out. They said, oh. actually, September 9th, four days, 22 pages. That's coming. And that's available yeah. on Amazon as well, too. So if you guys have uh, Kindle or Comixology, it uh, looks like in America, at least, it's $4 for the comic, which I can't remember them being. Does that sound about right? I feel like yeah, that's a little it, high. It's inflation. Inflation has kind of mm. kept pushing the costs up. Maybe I'll just have to go that circulation, I think, is. Yeah, I think circulation is down, too. So like comics like that, they're not expecting uh, to sell yeah. a ton of. So they're a little bit more. Uh, prestigious, prestigious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. But yeah. Cool. Comics. So we got uh, Trauma Team in four days, and we've got uh, twenty-five more days before the Rockstar codes can be redeemed, and you can get the uh, get the Where's Johnny comic line, which might actually explain like how Johnny Silverhands in twenty seventy-seven. I know that was a question we had last week. So I'm kind of mm -hmm. hoping that. Maybe we get a little backstory behind what happened to Johnny uh, post 2022 and before 2077. So, or 2022, yeah. 2020? 20, I think it was 2020. 20, 20. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the storylines go a little bit after 2020 on some of the mm. some of the books. I think it was 2021, 2022. Uh, some of the stuff that we were reading last time. Don't quote well, me on that. But I'm, Red's coming out after 2020, right? Right. Red is like 2045. Yeah. I believe. I wonder when this so. takes place then. So many questions. Yeah. I will have to wait and see. <laughs> well, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's move into the middle of the show. I think that's it, it for news, right? Yeah. I think that's everything. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll get something a little more substantial, like a, like an actual presentation wire to, to dive into. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a continuing trickle of news. I did see some posts with uh, on Reddit of uh, a little bit of their marketing plan, and it was like digital, and then it was like certain ads and other events, and everything starts to ramp up over the next two months. So I'm sure we'll have more and more news as we get closer and closer. Um, so exciting stuff. All right, let's move into the middle of the middle of the show. Here we go. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. 
And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. All right. So last time I attempted to thank all of our patrons. And we have 11 patrons, and the Patreon would not load, and as soon as we were done with the episode, it loaded. So, I don't know, I don't know what was going on with that, but that means that I have 11 patrons who I either have or have not thanked in the past. And I'm just going to read through all of you guys, because you guys are awesome, and you were helping to support the show, and that means a ton. So, let's just go down the list. Uh, Nikki, I'm sorry, Ricky N, uh, Shaka B., Mr. Lopez, 333, Megan T, Jesse R, Josh S, Frederick T, Kather N, Slade S, Eric M, and Coffee Berry. Thank you so much for all of you guys uh, for patronizing us. And that, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Uh, for for supporting our Patreon. There you go. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you guys are the best. Some of you guys even uh, are paying more than the base rate. The base rate is $3 a month. You get uh, ep- episodes early. You get ad-free episodes. And if you want to pay more, because this is more valuable than just $3 a month, then you're welcome to do that. And some of you guys have chosen to do that. So thank you very, very much. Um, in the future, we might edit this add some extra tiers do some other things you know kind of expand that the show is going to continue to grow and evolve as we go um but for right now that's that's the setup and it, really you can just get in there for three dollars a month and get uh, it, what what you do i don't know if you've ever done this before a lot of people haven't done this on patreon but if you do sign up on the patreon you get your own rss feed for the podcast so as soon as i get done editing it i put it on patreon and it notifies your phone and you can attach that rss feed to your pod catcher so it'll just kind of automatically sync. Um, so super cool. It's like your own special feed with no ads. So very, very cool stuff. So thank you, everybody, for supporting the show. Also, this show is brought to you by our sponsors. If you lick in the, look, if you lick, if you look in the show notes, you'll see a list of our sponsors, including uh, Loot Crate and Green Man Gaming and Gamefly and NordVPN. And if any of those seem appealing to you, then check out the deals that are in the show notes, including um, <laughs> Green Man Gaming is actually a really good source. I've, I've bought a lot of games through Green Man Gaming, and if you're looking at buying games digitally and getting good discounts and deals then regularly go check out their site because they have a lot of really awesome discounts and if you want to give us a little bit of a kickback all you have to do is use the link to get to the site and then if you decide like let's say you find like a game for like 70 percent off or something and you buy it having used our link it doesn't cost you any more and it gives us a little bit of a kickback. So it's it's like Amazon affiliate links, sort of. So, um, so yeah, go check out those links. Uh, there's lots of good deals in there for all of those different things I brought up, and um, that helps support the show. So I appreciate it, guys. All right, let's move into the lore section of the show. So, Logan... We talked a little bit about vehicles last time because there were like 29 different models of cars that they revealed that are going to be in 2077. And that made us think, okay, they've, they've got to be pulling some of these from the source books. Well, here we go. I'm going to put this up on the stream. So if you are watching live right now or you're checking out the YouTube 
version of this, which will be uh, up after this, uh, when the regular episode comes out, you will see on the screen right now uh, some of the screens from this source book. And this is the uh, Maximum Metal source book. And it's, I don't, I hope it's not too large. I don't, it's kind of in between us here. Yeah, like, like, oh, wait, wait, this way. There we go. We're holding the sides. There we go. We're holding it up between us. Um, and mostly I want this up on the screen just so you can get, you can see the pictures and the art and stuff. Uh, I don't think it's big enough for you to see necessarily all the details and things. Um, but uh, we're going to dig through some of the items in this, in this list. And um, let's just start. I'm just going to go in order because all of these things are really, really cool. Um, there have been a lot of people after the last episode came out a lot of people responded and said I want to see what motorcycles they have. I want a motorcycle <laughs> I want a cyberpunk motorcycle and yeah, I get it. That sounds that sounds badass Well in this source book there is the dark warrior assault motorcycle and it says here a military variant of the civilian dark wing off-road bike the Dark Warrior sports a pair of light machine guns in addition to improved armor. And that is the image on the screen right now. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This thing is badass. Special equipment, it comes with, it's off-road capable, so you can see like the big heavy tread tires on there. And, of course, it has a radio, because you gotta, you know, jam out to your tunes while you're shooting the bad guys <laughs> with your with your twin machine guns. This thing has two 5.56 millimeter machine guns in open mounts uh, fixed position forward on the front of the bike. So, you know, while you're chasing somebody down the road, you can blow off their tires and, you know, ram them into the uh, building next to you. Um, so very cool. Top speed, 100 miles per hour. Um, and there's a lot of other details in here. Range 400 miles, cargo 45 kilograms. These all come from the source books because you can actually use these while role playing. So it has stats like uh, crew one, if it's just you as the rider, nobody else can actually fit on it. Um, maneuverability plus one, um, mass, cost, all of those kinds of things. Uh, we won't go into too much of the nitty gritty stuff because that doesn't make for good podcasts, but we'll, we'll kind of highlight some of the interesting bits. What do you think about uh, that one, Logan? I, I actually really like it. I think it's really awesome. The The thing that I'm noticing about the the source book versus the the art books is just the general attention to to details. Like a lot of the details for this look pretty simple, but there's it's it's so interesting to see the the quality, just how cool stuff is like kind of uh changed over like the last 30 years you know we we when looking at the art book i'm like that is definitely dated that is some 80s stuff right there and then looking at like the the art book and and what cd project red has released as far as their their artwork it's it's clear that there's a, a much 
better understanding of, uh, like balance, uh, you know, just the details of, of the bike and stuff. So it's cool to look back and see kind of what they thought it would look like and then see that CD project red themselves have actually taken a lot of the design influence from the source books that they, that, that we're looking at right now and kind of brought that over into the, the current design for 2077. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and there's some details in here, too, because they're, these are built specifically for certain types of campaigns and things. Um, so like uh, M Fantasy in chat says 100 miles per hour is pretty slow for a, cy- a cyberpunk bike. This one is specifically an off road bike. So it's not built for speed. It's not built for like gunning it down the highway and like chasing somebody down. This one's this is probably more of the type of bike that you might uh, be riding in. I don't know, maybe as a nomad or as some sort of um, on a, an assault yeah. caravan that's out in the in you know not in the city that's out in the badlands that kind of thing so that's that's why i would i would assume that it has a lower top speed than maybe what you would expect this is definitely what i would consider like a, a militech escort vehicle for uh between cities you know with a caravan like they're out there scouting ahead they need to get ahead pretty quickly but they need to be able to traverse different types of things and having a vehicle like this, you're, you're going to have to take, you know, some pretty heavy hits. And that's why it's probably got the forward facing guns because it's anticipating you being out ahead of whatever's going on and trying to blow up whatever's trying to block the path of the caravan kind of thing. Think kind of, you know, Mad Max Fury road style. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it it brings to mind for me too. Um, And I'm not going to highlight everything in this book. I'm just going to pick out some of the most interesting ones. Uh, This one here is pretty cool. It's on the same page. There's no picture for this one. The Arasaka Combat 10. And like I noted in this, we may, and and like uh, Logan has noted, we may see evolutions of these. So when you're playing the game and you hear maybe of the Arasaka Combat 20 or something know that that might is probably an evolution of one of the items that is actually in here now i can't I, we haven't played so we don't know for sure if that's a thing but it might be um so it says here the combat 10 is a sort of battlefield taxi i love this description a wheeled apc that can head into fire and take it purchasers should be warned that this is an urban assault vehicle and should not be deployed in full-scale military situations one hit from an atgm or a heavy cannon and it folds up but if the heavy stuff isn't flying it's a good deal for the price so this is kind of your uh, it's like your armored taxi in the city to make sure that you're escorting, you know, a VIP in safety, but you're not taking them into like the middle of a combat zone. Right. Very much the, so, uh, v- the vehicle of choice for fixers, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is, if you're going to be a fixer and you're riding around, um, it's, it got pretty significant armor, uh, small crew of two, but passengers, up to 10 so you can actually bring a an entourage with you um, some cargo space it's fairly expensive uh, special equip- equipment includes cyber assisted smoke dispenser gas dispenser satellite uplink military radio light amplification autopilot navigation system and it's off-road capable so it's fairly equipped to make sure that you can get from one place to another that you're not going to get lost and you're going to be able to get over whatever terrain you need to in order to get there so yeah, really cool, cool stuff. to see i i'm going through i've been so while we were doing some research for this i went through the and i 
I caved and I bought the digital version of the art book. Um, I, I want the I want the hard copy, but I ended up getting the 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 digital copy for now. And one of the things that I noticed in the art book is uh, there's two very distinct styles of cars that are being represented for 2077. And some of the vehicles that we're talking about, I think, are kind of the direct evolution to some of the mid to lower tier of vehicles that we're going to be seeing in 2077. The stuff that's a little more 80s, a little more boxy. Um, One of the interesting things that I that I noticed was uh after the fourth corporate war, there was a huge shortage in fossil fuels and they had to come up with some different types of fuels and things like that. And one of the interesting uh, aspects of this is that the the source books actually reference how a lot of vehicles had to be converted to um, inductive wheels, which is is really funny considering the time that these were written. Uh, that kind of technology just did not exist. And now we're looking at things like Prius and Tesla's using in, in, you know, kinetic induction to recharge batteries on electric vehicles. And it's, it's really interesting to just see how even during the time that they were building up these vehicles and, and working out like how the technology would work in the future, that it has you know, unbeknownst, I'm sure to many, many manufacturers and, and designers and, and engineers that the past is now turned into present and we're at the point where we're having these type of vehicles. So they don't look too different from what we're used to, but they have the technology that has progressed because of society just progressing forward, similar to cyberpunk. Right, right. Yeah, solid points. So uh, the next one up on the screen right now is the Pan-Europe Gladiator Armored Car, an EEC creation. This armored car is used by a lot of small countries that can't afford full-fledged MBTs. It does a fair job of making like a tank until a real tank rumbles onto the battlefield. So this is this is basically a an APC uh, wheeled armored vehicle with a large gun, a machine gun on top. And it's the kind of thing that if it was rolling down the street right now, you'd go, oh, crap. And you would take cover and you would get out of the way. But on an open battlefield, this thing's not going to withstand too much from a, a solid, you know, major tank uh, cannon. Uh, special equip- equipment includes off-road capable, uh, reactive armor, fire extinguisher, eight man hours of life support, anti-laser aerosol linked to laser detector, four smoke launchers, military radio, uh, radar rangefinder, autopilot, navigation system, light amplification radar, and radar detector. The weapons include a stabilized 75-millimeter cannon in turret with plus-two targeting computer and eight magazines of shells. A 7.62-millimeter machine gun with two magazines is mounted alongside the main gun, and a 12.7-millimeter machine gun is atop the turret on a uh, pintle mount. So, uh, it's pretty formidable this is this is definitely a uh, anti um, infantry type vehicle for the most part but it does have a kind of a, a main cannon on it as well do you think we'll see this in game um i feel like we've seen things similar to this in the background of screenshots but i can't put my finger on it does it look familiar Something really about does. this one looks familiar to me. Yeah, that's why I wonder, because I, I I look back at some of the videos, especially when we're talking to corpse and dealing with uh, Militech and stuff. Something mm-hmm. like these looks very, very familiar in the background. And, I, and I'm 
I'm, I'm hoping that this is yeah. something where we may actually have to fight against one of these things and that it may be, it may come up that we may have to figure out how to get inside one of them or how to disable it. But I love the, I love the, the, you know, the stabilized 70 millimeter cannon with an eight shell magazine. Like, yes, please. I'll take one, <laughs> two. Can I have yeah. two? Yeah. We'll go with two. <laughs> yeah. And the, um, life support, uh, chef in chat points out life support, uh, eight hours of life support. And, um, I like that it has reactive armor as well. So this is the kind of thing that makes sense in a video game. Like you go up against this with the kinds of equipment that you can get in the game. And this is a formidable enemy. You know, you go up against it with a, a real tank and it, it isn't. Um, but I can imagine that in the city, this is the kind of vehicle that comes out with like paramilitary forces in the city in order to quell like uh, a rebellion of some of the locals or, or that kind of thing. It's the kind of thing that pulls up behind, you know, the, the men with the equipment that blocks the road. And then everyone goes, oh, OK, I'm not going that way. <laughs> I'm turning yeah. around. This is how you disperse yeah. a, a really good concert in front of uh, Arasaka Tower. Right. Yeah. You pull a few of these up and they're, you know, they're throwing Molotovs at it and the Molotovs are just bouncing off and it's, it's not doing much. Um, yeah. So so there is that. Uh, let's cool. see. We've got some others here. The uh, yeah, I'm going to mess up some of these some of these names. Yakarichi uh, Ural BTR 15 APC. Uh, the BTR-15 is the Yak-Yu entry into the mercenary market, an uprated version of the infamous BTR-70 of last century. It's actually quite popular, used by many third world countries and Savoil, the main customer. It is not meant to stand up and fight armored vehicles. It's meant to get a squad onto the battlefield safely and cheaply and get them out again if necessary. So similar kind of uh, people mover light kind of vehicle um special equipment includes amphibious fire extinguisher four-man hours of life support smoke dispenser with ir smoke two smoke launchers anti-personnel grenade launchers military radio audio pilot or autopilot navigation system off-road capable this comes with a 14.5 millimeter machine gun and 30 millimeter cannon in turret so a similar kind of vehicle probably used for very similar kinds of situations yeah really cool I, I, it's it's amazing, like the stuff that they were coming up with. It'd be really cool to have some missions around around in this world and like future expansions. If we have like some of the amphibious content that was in some of the source books to uh, to to kind of play around with. What is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So this is the this next one. Check this out. This is the Arasaka Riot Eight. This seems like something we could also see in the games uh, a common sight on troubled streets the riot 8 is not a full-fledged combat vehicle but can become a good facsimile in times of trouble special equipment includes cyber assisted military radio satellite uplink autopilot navigation system off-road capable it has a water cannon in a 360 degree open mount Auto GL in 180 degree open mount on cab. The Riot 8 is open topped and troops inside it only receive SP cover 75% of the time. So that's one of the game, gameplay mechanics. Um, but this is the kind of thing that you pull up and you douse a, a group of rioters with. And I mean, I could totally picture this in game. The uh, paramilitary group or the, you know, the very, I don't know, the militarized police force or whoever is coming in this thing all climb out the sides of this 
and this thing starts dousing the crowd and they pull up their you know their shields and they they're got their helmets and their batons and they start pushing people back a, a lot of the the stuff that we're looking at looks like it would fit in really well with the night city riot the the i'm starting to wonder like just based on how many vehicles they created for the source book if you think that some of the gameplay that we'll be able to experience with cyberpunk 2077 will actually have us kind of inciting riots or or drumming up uh assaults like this where they would require vehicles like that oh i i, I mean it seems like that would fit thematically with the things that have been in the source books and that somebody like johnny silverhand has done we've talked about that right it seems like a method for creating opportunities you drum up people you create a riot you use that to sow some chaos and then you sneak into a building or whatever you need to do yeah totally totally i wouldn't be surprised about that at all very cool um, there's a few more of these. Uh, the Militech Commando is kind of a similar uh, amphibious off-road vehicle. Uh, for the low-budget buyer with anti-personnel security needs, Militech markets the Commando at home in the city or in the country. If the Commandos can't handle it, get a tank. <laughs> uh, amphibious, <laughs> off-road capable, radio light amplification, searchlight, <laughs> autopilot, and navigation system. This comes with a 7.62-millimeter machine gun and a 40-millimeter auto GL in turret. Both weapons have an extra magazine in the body. So another one of these, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, take a bunch of uh, infantry out kind of vehicles. God, that flavor text is amazing because if the commandos can't do it, just get a tank. Just get a tank. Of course. You can, drive, you can drive this in and drop a bunch of commandos off and kind of cover them with your big old guns. Or you could just roll in with a tank, you know. Why didn't Either I think way. about the tank? Did we have a tank the whole time? We should have just used the tank. Why did we send the com did commandos in? <laughs> Brad, you forgot the tank again. What oh, were you God. doing? I was I was busy taking pictures of cans at the store. Brad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So oh. this is this is a cool one. The Peterbilt 2000. And there's a quote here that says the Peterbilt 2000 with the right options. One truck can be a whole convoy. This vehicle is representative of the rigs used by nomads and other cross country truckers, including military convoys. Rough, ready and rugged. The 2000 is easy to maintain, relatively easy on fuel and can accept many different kinds of fuel with a little tinkering, a must for military service. So the picture here, uh, and if you're listening to this on audio and you really want to get the whole sense of this, uh, then go look up, uh, click the link for the Robots Radio um, YouTube and you'll, you'll be able to see the pictures on screen. But this is, uh, it, I mean, it looks like a cyber truck, right? It looks totally. like a tractor trailer with, I mean, this thing could be the Optimus Prime of the future. You know, like it, it totally looks like. I was just going to say Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah, it's got this like Optimus, like a, a sleek, more sleek version of Optimus Prime thing kind of going on. Uh, but the, the trailer also has what looks like these like hinged openings on the sides where like you could load it from the side or like personnel could spill out of it or whatever. Um, it also looks like the kind of thing that you could use as like a mobile command center. Totally. It kind of gives me that vibe as well. It looks so cool. Um, I want one of these. I would love to do Nomad and be <laughs> able to have one of these and roll up in Night City and be like, are you getting back into Night City? It's like, yeah, 
did you see what's behind me? Because I'm taking this in. They're like, okay, all right. Well, just go right ahead. We'll <laughs> right, just pass right. that on. Yeah. yeah. Or if you were a nomad, you could just live in that thing. That I could would be totally your, live in it. That could be your home. You can just drive it around. That's your home. Um, <gasps> yeah. And, and it can go a hundred miles an hour. Like this thing's had a pretty solid top speed as well. Can you well, imagine? You were, you were gasping. Having the, uh, I was just thinking like how cool it would be if you could have like the motorcycle like attached to the side of it. And that way, oh, like if you, if you parked it and you needed to go scout something, you just like, and it just drops the motorcycle next off of it. And you just take the motorcycle out like, oh God, that would be so cool. I would yeah, love you something just, you like You keep that. the motorcycle on the back like a, like a bike. Yeah. <laughs> like your like your family on vacation with the bike on the, on the back of the <laughs> truck. Yeah, totally. Oh man. Um this this comes with uh, special equipment, radio, entertainment system, simple security system, radar detector, autopilot, nap auto so, so you could just put this thing on autopilot, go to sleep in the back, and then wake up and you're where wherever you're going. Uh navigation system, bed, mini freezer, microwave. See, you could totally live in this. Can be cyber assisted for an additional three thousand E B or thirty thousand E B. So that that's Pretty an cool interesting stuff. comment. You you mentioned the cyber assisted. Have you looked into the cyber assisted uh, stuff that they that they talk about in the source books much? Not enough. I haven't I haven't enough to really talk about it yet. But I I haven't gotten. You, to, it sounds like you've been digging into this though. So I I haven't gotten to dive a, a whole lot. But from what I was reading, uh, apparently after the fourth corporate war, uh, there was a huge decline in the auto industry and that resulted in a lot of people hanging onto vehicles and as technology progressed they couldn't really afford to upgrade the car that much so what they would do is they would have um these cyber drive uh upgrades available and they were expensive but you could get them done to your car and what it would do is even though your car wasn't necessarily like top of the line futuristic or anything like that you could still kind of jack in digitally so a, a lot of in the same way that we're starting to see some of the technology kind of uh disseminate from the the higher value stuff now like we're getting bluetooth and we're getting uh you know like like different features to be able to charge your phone in your car or you know be able to hook up your phone wirelessly to your car things like that kind of in in cars that we see nowadays this is kind of what the cyber drive was so you could have implants in your head and if you wanted to drive the car with your head or your head with your mind <laughs> uh-huh. sorry you just then, lean out the steering wheel with your head like bump it bump it <laughs> yeah it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, if you if you wanted to drive your car with your mind, then you could get one of these cyber drive upgrades and it would be expensive, but you could jack into your car and actually, you know, use your 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 thoughts to be able to to decide what was going on and actually work in conjunction with auto drive and stuff. It was it was really cool Mm -hmm. that they were trying to trying to 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 you know get some of this technology down to some of the older vehicles until eventually they got to a point where they were the the auto market came back after they discovered some new types of fuel and we were starting to get some of the really really cool looking vehicles especially some of the ones that we see in like 2077 yeah yeah <laughs> so i uh, hear elon musk has uh, some pigs that can drive your car for you <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, uh, the next one has a really cool name. The GMI Wolverine. The GMI sells a lot of these armored cars to corporations that have a great deal of territory to patrol and aren't restricted by little things like the legality of shooting trespassers. It's got enough firepower to handle small arms ambushers and enough speed to outrun big problems. Uh, special equipment includes its amphibious fire extinguisher to smoke launchers, anti-personnel grenade launchers, military radar, radio scrambler, visual rangefinder, autopilot, navigation system, active IR sensors, light amplification, radar detector, searchlight, and it is off-road capable. This thing has a crew of three, but doesn't have any passengers, so it's it's mostly just a, a light assault vehicle twin 12.7 millimeter machine guns and a reloadable light atgm in high angle traverse turret four magazines of 12.7 millimeter ammunition two apiece each gun has 150 normal rounds and 150 ap rounds and five extra atgm rounds the atgm rounds have semi-active thermal guidance 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 so um, yeah, so now we're we're kind of moving up in the uh, the sophistication here of of some of these you know AP rounds, thermal guidance. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you want to mess with this thing with as many guns and stuff mm-hmm. as it has. It, it's true to not poking the Wolverine. It feels like something you just don't want to mess with. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it totally seems like the thing that's going to shoot trespassers. It's like these. I would imagine you could use on patrol around a like a compound, mm. and use the searchlights. Yeah, you've got multiple guns. If uh, if uh, people show up, whether they're on foot or in vehicles, you have some sort of equipment that you could use to take them out. Um, if need be, uh, these are not heavy assault vehicles, but they definitely could patrol a, uh, a facility, something like that. Super cool. It's kind of the picture I get. Mm-hmm. Typical, typical, <laughs> those corporations. Always. Um, <laughs> well, we're, we're going to do one more and then we're going to wrap it up, but I have a feeling we're going to get to some of these other vehicles and some of you guys are going to notice this page ends with this next vehicle I'm going to read out and then goes into hovers. There's a whole bunch of hover vehicles. There are helicopters. There are drones. There are tanks. There are tons of other vehicles in this in this in just this one book. And there are other books. So we're going to we're going to finish off with this one for this episode. This is the BMW 2020. There are some who consider law enforcement to be a close relative of combat duty. Most inner city cops consider combat duty to be the lesser hazard. The BMW 2020 urban patrol vehicles military use is normally confined to security, but it's off road capability make it useful for field duty. And check out the picture in this thing. This thing's kind of like a bulky armored looking uh, four wheel drive kind of off road. Looks like a bug. I don't know. Looks, Looks like, like a, a bug. Big it's bug. like an armored bug with a big <laughs> turret on top. Yeah. yeah. So it's off-road capable crash control systems, fire extinguisher, military radio, infrared, light amplification, and radar. It is turreted with one space weapon, 7.62 millimeter machine gun, 40 millimeter auto GL, or water cannon. So this is one of those vehicles that can actually be swapped out where the, the gun can, the main cannon on top. Um, can be changed out. So if you're playing a campaign and this you wanted to use something like this for riot control, you'd put in the water cannon, right? If you actually wanted to 
use this as like an assault vehicle, you could do that as well. You just have to swap out what type of gun it has on top. Um, this also can uh, has a, a crew of two and can hold four passengers, so it can be a small uh, passenger transport for dropping off a few troops in order to, you know, this is the kind of vehicle I would imagine is probably supporting a like a convoy of tanks, maybe, and is keeping to the edges of the convoy. Um, I would surround something like that with something like, you know, one of these. It's probably more agile than the tanks are, can scout a little bit, also has manpower to drop off if you need it. Yeah, it looks like a good support vehicle. A lot of these vehicles that I'm noticing are are definitely vehicles that are something that you would fight against uh, with the, a couple exceptions with some of the nomad stuff where it kind of gives you an idea of like the living requirements and stuff that, you, that are available to you. Seems like these are things like you should know what you're going up against. Uh, a lot of riot control type stuff, especially with this book. Yeah, these are um, yeah, these are designed for mostly the campaigns and the things that you're going to go up against um, or the things that you're going to hack into and take control of yourself, potentially. Mm. Um, but yeah, these are these are the kinds of vehicles being developed by companies that are making uh, anti-personnel vehicles anti-riot vehicles things like that to quell those kinds of situations so um they're going to be sold to corporations or to you know somebody who has some sort of nefarious need for one of these to protect a very high priority target you know maybe even gangs might even get hold of one of two or one or two of these things in certain situations or purchase them on the black market and have them kind of retooled for their use It'd be really interesting to see if this this is an option for us as well. If they start having some of these type of vehicles in there, if you could actually have uh, some of these like as a nomad or or if you happen to come across like a caravan and your one of your missions is to say, like, take it over. And, you know, the whole goal of it is, is to, to take out the caravan and then get the vehicles so that you can kind of build up uh, your your supply of vehicles or have parts and replacements and stuff. It, it kind of a heist kind of a, a adventure. Yeah, I have to wonder about that because I haven't seen any driving of anything more than just, uh, you know, regular kinds of civilian types of vehicles. Yeah. So I don't know if that's if stuff like this is uh, something you come up against, but you can't actually take and keep for yourself. Or is in some games you would come across something like this and you might be able to, like, you know, kill the driver, get in and drive it and then blow up the wall and take out the other vehicle. But. In order to complete the quest, you get out of the vehicle and you, you move on and you leave it. You don't actually take it with you. Um, it would also be very difficult for some of these vehicles to go back into some sort of garage or something where you would keep it because yeah. of the size of them, uh, the difficulty in in that. Um, and even some of the uh, um, I have a feeling that we're, I mean, we're talking the future here, right? Like you're not mm-hmm. going to all of a sudden swap out the license plate and people are not going to assume that that's your legitimate okay to drive on the road vehicle and you're going to be safe driving it around the city. You know, like, like you drive this, something like this out in the open city and people are, you're going to get everyone's attention. That's, it's gotta be a little bit weird. Yeah. I, I do remember, um, when we were checking out some of the, the past, uh, some of the past uh, videos from cyberpunk that there were definitely a few chase scenes where we were getting chased by some of these bigger vehicles. Uh, and especially mm-hmm. like a scene in, in um, one of the nomad uh, uh, life paths 
where you're you're kind of seeing a couple of these type of vehicles and and big big uh guys in in armor you know coming at you with full riot gear and and guns and it kind of looks like we might be set up to do some of these things where you might have to go after a caravan that's trying to take over your land something that we we talked about in the past so i'm I'm wondering if if we will actually get a chance to maybe take over some of these vehicles maybe use them for for our own needs to maybe even maybe that's how we infiltrate night city as a nomad we we take over a caravan and our job is to sneak in with the actual uh vehicle as a way of of getting away from the nomads but because you know you for whatever reason we have to get into the city and our way to do it is to to hijack one of the vehicles taken from a caravan to sneak back into night city under the guise of uh, corpo or something yeah so yeah. I, don't hmm. I don't know either we're gonna have to wait and see um yeah i i think almost definitely we will be fighting against these things i think we can say that for sure yeah like there are going to be situations where we come across something like this and we've got to take it down and you've got you know your rocket launchers and your grenades and and you're using whatever you can maybe there's even weak spots maybe you're trying to snipe through the glass with Ooh. specific weapons in order to take out the driver because the rest of the thing is too armor to penetrate you know like who knows like there could be all sorts of situations i like that i like that let's yeah. let's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that you've, you've painted a really nice <laughs> a nice scenario for me i want to get in i want to play that scenario now yeah <laughs> well there was the there was a situation in um the new modern warfare that came out did you play through that in the campaign? The campaign last for it campaign? is actually really, really yeah. good. The last yes. campaign that just came out. There's a situation where you're up on, uh, you're sniping at stuff, <gasps> and oh, eventually yeah. they send all these vehicles at you, and you have to take out the wheels because the vehicles are too armored, and then you take out the ve- the wheels and you're able to deal with them. So who knows? I mean, maybe we'll come across, um, you know, situations. Like, well, here's the other thing. From some of the gameplay we've seen, there's a lot of detail in the way that things dismember, in the the way that the weapons interact with the environment and the things that they're hitting. I I wouldn't be surprised either if there's some sort of dismemberment built into these vehicles as well. That totally. you know you you land a, a you know a rocket hit at the right spot and it you know it takes out the front axle and the thing careens and crashes. You know who knows. In the in one of the videos that I've got a link for um, for for the RTX, uh, one of the things that they showed off in the RTX video was you getting chased by a big van and the van like swerves, careens off the road, smashes into a building and it just like it just collapses around the 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 posts and stuff that it was actually being that that it ran up against. So. Yeah, I, I would totally bet that there's going to be some sort of way to, to kind of break down parts of the of, of vehicles to to kind of help kind of shut things down, ways yeah. to kind of slow them down. That that I can yeah. totally and, see that. And it, it may be the kind of thing where as the health of the vehicle ticks down, it, it breaks. But it may be the kind of thing where the different components on the vehicle have different amounts of health and they break. And then that affects the way the vehicle functions. Um, you know, different games handle that in different ways. So, yeah, very cool stuff. Well. That's all the vehicles we've got for this episode. Um, we're going to go over some more in the future and, of course, some other lore stuff and some other news things in future episodes. Logan, is there anything else going on before we uh, head out? Anything else you want to talk about, share? Not really. Things are just kind of going along. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, I, I just I really want to to get more information from CD Projekt Red. And I can't wait to dive a little bit more into to the vehicle stuff and what we're going to be experiencing because I, I think there's... 
there's a ton of stuff just from what you've talked about and from what I've seen that that I really want to see like implemented in the game. So yeah, oh, yeah, me too. That's it. Yeah, and uh, chat and also our listeners, uh, if you guys have any questions or any thoughts about specific kinds of things that you want to know about send them our way we'll do our best to research it and talk about it on a future episode um you know we've still got a few months before the game comes out so there's still there's still some time to dig into this stuff and you know who knows maybe we'll come over, cover some stuff that uh once the game's out we'll be we'll be doing episodes where we're like oh my god i thought maybe this was going to be a thing it's totally a thing or <laughs> or we're going to be like oh no none of that stuff actually came true we're idiots you know like either way it'll be fun so <laughs> multiplayer and DLC uh, and fantasy says, yeah, we, we can discuss some speculation on that. Um, there's not a whole lot of news that I've seen about it, but we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. And we'll definitely cover it in a future episode as, as more totally. stuff comes out. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Um, I've been t- robots or Tom. This is Logan. And you guys know how to get a hold of us. Uh, check the robots radio discord. The cyberpunk lorecast uh, section of the discord is actually very active. People have been sharing a whole bunch of cool stuff in there. Um, also, you can find us on uh, Twitter and also on Twitch. I always get the two confused because they both start with the same sound um, on Twitter. So it's cyberpunk, at Cyberpunk Lorecast on Twitter, uh, twitch.tv slash robots radio because this is on the Robots Radio Network. And I do a number of other Lorecast shows, including uh, Elder Scrolls Lorecast and the Fallout Lorecast and the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. So if you're into any of those other series, you can go check those out as well at robotsradio.net. You'll find links to everything or just search things on your podcatcher. Logan, you do the Keelhold podcast. You want to talk about that real quick? If you guys are into Sea of Thieves, if you like pirating, you like sailing ships, and you're just trying to get every bit of historic significance out of the world before you jump into uh, Cyberpunk 2077, (laughs) Head over to listen to Keel Hall podcast. Uh, I do a weekly podcast on Mondays for anyone that's a fan of uh, Rare or fan of Xbox and Sea of Thieves. Um, if you want to get a hold of me to talk about cyberpunk, I love talking about jacking into things and stealing uh, pirates booty or that sounded weird. That didn't come <laughs> Touch, out right. Touching booties. Sorry. Yeah. I, no. Touching bad. Booties. Bad. Uh, no, <laughs> stealing treasure. Um, I love talking about cyberpunk and I love talking about sea of thieves and games in general. So head over to Twitter at C A P T underscore L O G U N. Cause I gotta be the weird guy, but, uh, yeah, come say, come say hi in the discord. I, it's great to see you guys over there. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love seeing you guys. That's one of the reasons we talk about this all the time is that we love building community. We love hanging out with you guys. Uh, I can't wait to hear your stories about the things you do in game. I can't wait till they add multiplayer and we can get together and do that as well. If you want to be situated for multiplayer when it comes out and have a whole bunch of awesome people to play with, our discord is absolutely the place to go for that because there will be, I'm sure dozens of people saying, Hey, Let's group up and do multiplayer. And who knows? Maybe there's going to be guilds and open world stuff. I don't know. We don't know yet. But if you want to be situated and have awesome people to play with, come hang out with us there. Also, this show is live every Saturday night on the Twitch channel. So come hang out with me there as well. And Logan and I both stream things on Twitch. So you can come hang out and play games with us. We'll definitely be streaming some Cyberpunk when that's out too. For sure. So, all right, guys. Well, Check out the the links in the show notes for everything you need. And until next time, stay safe in Night City. And um, if you come across any of these vehicles, make sure you're equipped and ready because uh, they look pretty badass. So see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. 
This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Hello. Hi. Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay, or the costumes were pretty fun? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad Podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, from Simone LaRue and Chad Ekovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable, and we love them. <laughs> and at the end of each review, we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again, or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie. So, join us on July 9th for the first drop of our main episode, and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes. And on Robots Radio Podcast Network. Come see us on July 9th! We love you so much already! Bye! Bye. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue, and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.